0: Welcome to the Belluminati podcast at the patio in beautiful South Tampa. Uh, I don't like it down here normally, but this patio place, man. Second time here. It's a a lovely place, lovely spot to hang out. And we've got some great guests uh, for you tonight. We have Spencer Montgomery from the Greater Tampa Bay Chapter of the USF Alumni Association. And
1: Hold on. We can't do applause if you keep talking. We have to applaud Spencer. Thanks for being here. And is everybody over here paying attention to this podcast that we're doing?
2: Hey!
1: Okay, thank you. Smile and nod. We appreciate that. And
0: also, Uh lucky enough that him and I have spent many of hours totaling uh, just waiting outside the Morsani Complex, (laughs) (laughs) becoming friends over the last few years. We've got Spectrum Bay News 9 sports reporter and host of Spectrum Sports 360, Chris Torello, on the
3: podcast as well
1: so that's a that's more,
3: that's more applause than i get than a thanksgiving dinner at home so thank you i appreciate
0: that uh let's uh jump right into it with uh spencer and the fourth annual usf bulls block party on august 17th last year was phenomenal over a thousand people you guys raised over 25 thousand dollars for multiple uh ventures for you guys what what brings out the fans for usf in the the Alumni Association and the Bulls Block Party, yeah. what makes it so special?
4: I think that it was uh, it was just an idea of a couple alum and it's turned into something that was just homegrown and, and just natural conversations and uh, something for young alum to get behind that's a little different uh, than most schools. And uh, we we honestly copied FSU. I'll give a shout out to Grant Mellick uh, for helping us out create this idea. But really, uh, I think it's just a, a different experience to get young alum to engage with the university in a way that we don't... Don't really allow them to do so.
1: All right. Uh, okay. So Spencer, let's be honest. People are going out there because it is maybe the. It's the best day to warm up for a football season of drinking. That's out there. We're not allowed to call this a bar crawl. It is, is a black. Not party. a bar crawl. It is not it is a, a bar a block crawl. party. It's a block party. But it's a block party that just happens to go to the Italian club and then a lot of bars. Yep. So. Um, for those, for like the five people listening to this podcast who have never been before um, explain what the day is like um 30 seconds or less.
4: Yeah. So we, uh, we get, go to the Italian club. That's where check-in is and we'll have uh, coach strong there. Uh, and the, hopefully the new president and the athletic director or vice president for athletics, I'm sorry. Uh, and they will, uh, kind of kick everything off. And then we partner with eight bars in the area and you just kind of hop around from bar to bar and there's different specials at each bar and there's different sponsors at each one to get free stuff and, uh, just try to make it just as, as lax as possible, uh, just to enjoy each other's company and uh, allow different people just to co-mingle and different generations or just reconnect. Uh, That's really what it's all about.
0: Compared to when you guys first started in 2016 to last year and this year, what has changed and what has brought the fans out?
4: I think the structure, we're starting way earlier now. Uh, We're more consistent. The marketing material is more consistent. Uh, The first year was kind of just a cluster of a few of us trying to figure out how to do this, and now it's a well-oiled machine, and we have nine alum that are volunteering to basically put this on. We have a lot more volunteers, Uh, so it just creates more structure, which allows us to spend time on things that matter, like marketing and just getting in front of people and you know last year we had over a thousand people come and hopefully they all had a good time and they will get another thousand to come this year i
1: thought it was like 1400 sold last year
4: right yeah it was a little over that i think yeah um you know so we're hoping for 2000 this year we think it's possible just by the conversations we've had so far and just gonna try to keep growing it naturally just through conversation
1: so this is and for the few Wolf fans who haven't been this is a terrific event it's a lot of fun um hydrate appropriately It's a long day yes, (laughs) and it's a hot day, Um, but it's it's become, I think, this and the USF Gala have become like the two events that the Alumni Association puts on that people are looking forward to and now starting to schedule around. And once you get people like, oh, that's the weekend of this, I got to remember to do that event again next year that's when you've really tipped and become something that people look forward to. Yeah, and I think and, you got there.
4: And I think having Bill McCausland, Scott Glazer, Michael Kelly, Lelo Prado, those Just people... Just plug all the
1: boys. Just well, plug no, them all, man. Come but on.
4: The first year, we didn't have... We had support from the university, but now there's an inherent support. They see the value of having this event, and they're going out of their way to help us and and promoting it and making sure
1: we have the resources we need to be successful. And while we're here plugging, uh, the USF Volleyball team had to reschedule their golf tournament because a monsoon game on their original day, and they're going to reschedule for that morning. So August 17th, you can do the double dip. You can go play in the USF Volleyball Golf Tournament they have shower facilities there because you're going to need them because it's going to be hot. Go there. And then you can head on over to Ybor City, go to the Italian Club and uh, light it up with um, one of my favorite events of the year. That's for sure. Uh, good times had by all. Yeah,
0: I uh, I went for the first time last year uh, with my now wife and we had a blast. Uh, it was fun seeing everyone out and about, having a lot of fun, a lot of green and gold. And that's kind of what we hope. I mean, we're a young football program relative. I think we just... We're able to start drinking uh, legally uh, by the age, and it, it shows. And we're we're slowly getting to the point where we've got enough young fans to actually have one of these uh, block parties. Because I've been to the Florida State one, and it's uh, it's, uh, it's a pretty good it's time. A it's,
3: and I think
1: if we can get close to that, it'll be great. Uh, one last thing. Uh, has Dr. Curl promised to uh – Do a keg stand with all of us at the event? Is that going to happen? Uh, Rumors on the street?
4: We hope so. No, we haven't uh, reached out to their office yet. We don't know what his new scheduling looks like, but I'm sure he'll be there. We, we got on Kelly
1: last year giving out t shirts and stuff. We, so we really hope good. so.
4: We uh, we think it's a great event. And, and really, if you went and you saw, there was alum from age 22 all the way to the oldest alum we have, you know. So we, we span the gamut of eras. And I think it's really, it is an event for all. Um, but I will be clear that it is not family friendly. It is
1: not. <laughs> yeah, we've kids at no, we uh, Get t- a sitter. <laughs> tickets are, uh, they go up in price on uh, June 12th. So buy them before then. Yes. How much are they now?
4: So early bit tickets are $15 until june 12th you can uh go to the alumni association website you can find it on facebook bulls block party 2019 uh definitely buy your tickets early bird uh they're cheap it is worth your time and all the money will go back to supporting uh athletics and the alumni association Uh, we donated over twenty five thousand dollars last year it's awesome all right spencer last question you're getting married i am what day are you getting married spencer it's not going to affect us playing in the national championship. That's Spencer, all what day are you
1: getting married? <laughs> New Year's Eve. <laughs> Which, by the way, come on, man. Really? Like, nobody else had any plans on New Year's Eve already? And just It's a Tuesday. Of- We're it- taking care of people. Oh, oh no. This is our favorite to you. You're going to do it on Tuesday. So here's what you're doing to people. Um, they're going to miss, for sure, Belk Bowl, Sun Bowl, Liberty Bowl, oh, Arizona Bowl, and oh my Alamo Bowl. Gosh. But then the Sun Bowl, nobody's going to have time to get to Citrus Outback. <clears throat> Outback's at one the next day. It is. That's you're a mean person. We're for in that. the team like hotel. Rose and Sugar. Yeah. It's so be a we great could deck. theoretically play in the Sugar. It would be tough. It would be. Yeah, it's tough to do. <laughs> but most likely going to be Fiesta or <laughs> Atlanta so if we got there. In the here. Carl, you don't have a microphone. Shut the up <laughs> <laughs> yikes <Keep> it. <laughs> leave it in <laughs> but you know so why do you just hate everybody who loves college football Spencer why would well, you do that to I
4: had to uh, endure the misery of going to the Sun Bowl when a certain team played uh in it many years ago and it was probably the most miserable experience of my life so I'm just gonna save everyone else from having to watch a game like that good times All right, bro, well, I appreciate thanks
1: it. for coming thanks for
0: coming Absolutely. on thank you all right. Well, the time is now. The time is here. Uh, you love him or you hate him. Oh, Jesus. Or you don't know me. Or you don't. Or Well, you probably know him. If, if you're, you're on USF this, Twitter. If you, if, you if you listen to this, this you you're know, probably
1: on Twitter, and you probably know him. Um, he hates your, <laughs> sure. he hates, your <laughs> hates your
0: favorite team.
3: For sure. I'm the Joe Buck. He hates your mom.
0: Hates your favorite team, for sure. He was called a homer today uh, by <laughs> some people in Oviedo. Uh, and he gets called a homer by people in Tampa. Uh, you can't win with them, but you love them anyway. Chris Torello, please give him a huge round of applause for coming on the Bluminati podcast.
3: Okay,
0: go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. We uh, we we've been hanging out uh, at football practices for
3: the better part of what three years now. Yeah. Uh, when did you get to the Tampa Bay market? Uh, it'll be uh, four years, August 10th, and this will be my fifth year covering USF athletics. So uh, I'm looking looking forward to it. It's been a lot of fun being from Connecticut, being someone who grew up, uh, you know, with UConn. I understand it. I understand what it means to have a premier university right in your area. Uh, the whole state of Connecticut needed UConn. You know, they needed it. To you know, to see the basketball teams do well, they needed to get through the winters. So I think I try to bring that same passion down here. We didn't have the Yankees and the Red Sox right down the street. We didn't have the Patriots, the Giants, the Jets, the Mets. If you had you know no self respect, um, you know, the, the point the point of it was was that you know you needed something to to bring everyone together. That's what UConn did. And I think USF can do that. I think UCF can do that up there in Orlando and Oviedo. So I think it's important and I think people need to get behind it. And I like what Michael Kelly says about make it Tampa Bay's hometown team, no matter who you root for, no matter where you went. So uh, that's what we try to do. And I think we we do that well with our features and our reporting. And uh, we do that on a nightly basis. And I
0: I think you do a great job and I'm not just pulling smoke up your butt. Uh, You recently got nominated for an award. Yeah. Yeah. can you tell us about your award and that story at yeah.
3: USF Connection? Yeah, I was very, very proud of this. Um, it's the Sunshine State Awards. Uh, and myself, Olivia Stacy, and Catherine Smith, two great storytellers at Spectrum Bay News 9. They were both nominated. We're actually guaranteed to win the category. Um, <laughs> but, no, it's important to say. But So the story is um, Rania Samari. She's currently a sophomore on the track and field team and cross-country team. She went to Wharton High School. And right about the time that we had the whole issue of a travel ban, is it not? a travel ban with countries in the Middle East because she is of Muslim faith, she decided to wear the hijab. And she started running in it. And so she did that her senior year. Then she had to kind of re-identify herself when she got to USF. Uh, so we were able to tell that story. And so I know there was a, a dismissal today with um, Coach Dina Reef, but uh, I want to thank her and her entire staff. They let us come out there. So July 20th, hopefully that'd be a nice award to bring home. And you know, for me to know that was one of my first serious stories with USF for it to get recognized, I think is a pretty big deal because we should be covering USF in this area. Everyone should be covering USF in this area. And if you're not, you're missing out on a lot of great stories. Preach! Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, <laughs> now, now on UCF. They really are. <laughs> <laughs> now,
0: USF football, we we were, we were talked in the spring. Yeah. Uh, you know, to me, Charlie Strong seems happier than he did yeah. six months ago. Yeah, he's, not uh, worried,
3: he's not worried about the offense anymore, <laughs> of course. Why wouldn't you? Yeah,
0: that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what what did you see in the spring uh, from the offense, from the defense, from just from the team as a whole?
3: You know, what's really funny is I actually just watched his UCF postgame press conference again. Every word he said in there is correct. This team was not fast. This team was not physical. This team was not strong. And they needed to overhaul everything. And it started with him. And he did that. I've never seen a coach do what he did in less than, what, six months, where he really kind of said, you know what, I have to look at myself, I need to look at our coaching staff, I need to look at the strength and conditioning program. Everyone talks about recruiting, it's great, but if you have a strong strength and conditioning program, you'll make leaps and bounds in year one or those redshirt years or if those guys need to play in August, September, October, November, December, that's where you need to do it. So I think he did a great job and like you mentioned, he seems a lot happier because I think he's comfortable with, with Tampa Bay. I I think he's comfortable being here. I think, you know, that first year there was a lot of pressure to win right away. You had a guy like Quentin flowers last year. What did you have? You don't know. I mean, Blake Barnett didn't really get into the system. Well, whatever the hell the system was and on August 1st, there was no playbook. Uh, but I mean, you know, he, he really wanted a cleansing. He got that cleansing. So when you're focused on the defense and you have a guy with head coaching experience like Kerwin Bell, how can you not be excited? How can you not be happy if you're the head coach at USF? I think the Bulls are in this all the way until Black Friday. <laughs> and uh, uh, That's great news. Uh, that's <laughs> take. Well, it's,
0: it, is it uh, August 30th, Friday night, under the lights of Raymond James Stadium, yeah. they bring in a Big Ten team in Wisconsin who replaces four offensive linemen and a quarterback in Alex Hornibrook that is actually at Florida State now. Do you – can you picture the USF defensive line being able to go up against a Big Ten offensive line, albeit with four new starters, and being able to hold their own?
1: Carl, you don't have a
3: microphone. You drooler. Hi, <laughs> hi Carl. Um, well, I think, I think uh, it's pretty well said that Wisconsin has one of the best rushing attacks in the country. Um, I think Hornibrook's a big loss, but they have some talent coming in. So, I mean, it, this is going to be that typical ground and pound smash and dash type of game. And I love that stuff. I think if I'm, if I'm USF, just contain, let them beat you with their receivers. Let them beat you with the passing game. If you close down there, if you can, I guess if you can, if you can keep Wisconsin to under 180 rushing yards, you're going to win the game. You know, I mean, they don't have to be spectacular. It doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to find a way to win. Um, This offense, I mean, listen... This offense is going to ride or die with the offensive line. From what I've been told, from who I've talked with, this offensive line is not impressive right now for USF. They need to find themselves this, uh, this entire summer We go back to the strength and conditioning program. Guys got to add weight. Guys got to get stronger, more physical. They got to move those big hog mollies in front of them. If they do that, open up the A, B, and C gap, you're going to have some opportunities. I think moving Johnny Ford around is going to be the key to this entire season, and that's going to start uh, August 30th. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't think they're going to beat Wisconsin, sorry. (laughs) That's (laughs) That's, that's fine. And that's fine.
1: fine. And I think, you know, asking this team to come in and – you can put in all of this new stuff and the system probably fits the athletes that you can recruit in Florida a hell of yeah. a lot better than jamming the ball into the line, yeah. you know,
3: HB dive. Let's HB just say dive. It. Yeah. Just I say mean, it. It's not, it's not a, it's not a swear word. You know, it's okay.
1: We're allowed H- to swear on this podcast. So H- H- I figured H- H- out. H-
3: H- no, but you know what I'm saying? H- H-B, dive. H- yeah. HB dive, HB dive, <laughs> HB okay. dive. And then just go HB dive,
1: go route. And there's nothing over the middle of the field. No, and there's, there's nothing. N- and then, so now that that's gone and we have, it looks like a guy who's, willing to tinker and cater what he can do to the talent that he has. I'm super excited about that, but it's still your first game. It's going to be under the lights. There's going to, you can practice all you want, but you're going to make a huge leap between week one and week two, but asking guys to show up week one and just be ready to go from the jump. I think it's it's a tough lift. I just don't want USF fans to get too down if the result of the Wisconsin game isn't, what we're all hoping.
3: Yeah, but let's at least, I mean, I understand it's a Friday night and that's foot, uh, high school football. So recruits aren't going to be there. I've are talked you going to gonna a, be there? Uh, no, I will be there. <laughs> I've talked with a lot of local high school coaches. They're not happy. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, if you're a USF fan and you're not there, you know, you're, where are you? I mean, it's so it's the big 10 it's Wisconsin. It doesn't get much bigger than this, unless it's Ohio state, Michigan, there's not a bigger, better Big 10. No offense to Iowa. They provide a lot of money every year when they come down here for the Outback Bowl. I get my free uh, shrimp and I get everything that I want. You know, you bat your eyelashes at Outback, you can get the free uh, other stuff too. So it works. But the point of it is, is that the Wisconsin's one of the best teams, one of the best programs in the Big 10 show up. And that's a big deal. Otherwise, me and Joey Knight and others are going to talk about attendance like Mark Topkin talks about it with the race. And we will not be wrong to talk about it. So show up.
1: Right. I,
3: completely agree with all of
1: this assessment
3: sure so colin over under twelve thousand that night <laughs> <laughs> announced their <or> actual that's <laughs> their actual yeah i'm we an actual a
1: guy so. announced 36 yeah. actual uh, yeah. 22 yeah.
0: for right. wisconsin yeah
1: i'm going way over way over I'm you think it's sold out i may have some information that might help me on that as well That may not be public uh, but i'm going you, way you counting over cards
0: i think you get beat up
3: in the back
1: they're gonna wisconsin's gonna move some product
3: but That's why you play those big games. That's why you bring those guys down here. Absolutely. And we can get into the scheduling, but Wisconsin's the first big-time team on that schedule of all the games that are coming up over the next 10 years. Wisconsin starts it.
1: Wisconsin, BYU, and we went down and showed all of the games that are coming. USF has had a, I would say, dearth of good games over the last five years in terms of of out-of-conference. You know, there wasn't at Wisconsin, but, like, otherwise, there hasn't been too much that fans, especially at home, can get excited about. You look at those future home schedules now. It's a reason for people to invest in this program to buy season tickets now because it's just going to continue to grow. And I think also you're going to see a push campus-wide. And this is something that is almost sort of outside the realm of athletics but related. I think you'll see the campus galvanize much more behind the football program with the change in leadership that we've seen on on July 1st. Um, I think that's fair. I think there are departments that are um, at the university who will be asked to get in line. And make sure things like, you know, uh, dance recitals aren't being held on campus the same day as football games, you know, which is how it is right now. And 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 that. You know, there are there are lots of things still happening on campus
3: while you're playing football. Do dance recitals draw 40,000? No, but I just wanted to to ask that question. But they draw enough to
1: where it it chips away. And like when you have Greek life doing their events, rush events that can't happen. And I think those are the types of culture changes that need to happen for USF to continue to increase attendance and get better.
3: Good for you guys. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't have any part in that and I have no and I've no interest in, you know, if if they don't have a that's not my job. So yeah, absolutely. Sorry. So what so, do you think your job is? You
2: can have watch parties
3: on campus. Why do you need a watch party on campus if the game's at home? Exactly. I don't exactly. Understand that exactly. <laughs> <at all.
2: laughs> That's Jeff, you know you don't have a microphone times. either.
3: I'm That's, not gonna. Yeah, I'm not but, gonna curse yeah, at you. Yeah, but this is his place, is it not? Man, it's That's fair. It's a but. wonderful <laughs> place. I've, this is tremendous. By the way, driving over here, I did not find one brown blade of gla- a grass in like like a mile well, yeah. radius. Well, it's south, tremendous over south here, South Tampa, baby. Yep. Welcome yep. to my hood. Go plant. All
1: right.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> so as a transplant yeah. to the area, yeah. uh, the USF UCF rivalry is uh, pretty heated on on online. Uh, you, you get your fair share of it. Uh, how yeah. do you deal with it? Because the the mouth breathers that we get in our mentions are
1: awful, and you but like you the, go at, you stir the
0: home, pot a lot you, more than we do.
1: You go after them. Like, you sort of enjoy – like, we just sort of go, oh, God, you know, something's going to come out, and we go – and we all stand in slack and go, oh, God, once this comes out, our mentions are going to be a trash dumpster for the next three days. <laughs> you, when you see your trash dumpster, you're like – Get in there! You're like the raccoon, like, getting into the muscle. One, why? And two, do you think that there is... How is this discourse different than you would see discourse in Connecticut or Providence or, you know, someplace Well, I like that? mean,
3: I think the thing is, as you grew up in that era, it's all message boards. And it really is, you know, scout friars and, you know, all that stuff. UConn has their Husky boards and all that. And those still exist, and those are still popular. And I'm sure USF has some. Uh, but Twitter is... No. Okay. Well, you know, he's shaking his head. You know? <laughs> this is, this is, this is a podcast. You do have to, you know, say yes or Verbalized. no. So, yeah. We have to use our words here, but no, to be honest with you, I look at Twitter as the great equalizer. And I think, you know, fans and viewers of spectrum Bay news nine or whatever, they see me on there talking about a story. They see me out at practice tweeting. They see me commenting on things. And, you know, I think you, what started it for me was like you gain your credibility and so four or five years ago, I had to gain that credibility by being able to say, okay, here's the injured list, or here's guys that are going to play, or wow, what a great catch, or something like that. It's evolved because you take the time as a reporter, and now it's, they. not only do people feel like when after, during a USF game, before a game, after a game, the, the week leading up to a game, not only do they now feel like they need to watch you, They need to get on Twitter and see what you said. They need to see, and I'm not trying to pump my ego up, but that's the goal. The goal is, is someone's going to like, Oh, I can't wait to see. I've had so many USF fans in my DMS say to me, I I knew you were going to say that. Like I was waiting for that. Like, Like, or I had one person, this was like a week straight about a year ago. I kid you not. It was like, it was literally like, hey, when are you going to mention UCF's awesome today? Like, it was like a whole week of that because that's what some USF fans think. I don't care. It's great. And I'm I'm not going to get to everyone and I will mute and I will block some people if I need to. It's just a fact I will. But for the most part, if it's respectful, I'm all in. And I i hate to say it. I really wish other reporters would embrace it that way as well, because you're missing a golden opportunity. You're not. I mean, I'm sorry, but do you come to me for the Bucks? No, you go to Rick Stroud or Greg Almond or Pewter, Fair. maybe Pewter. You know, right. do you do you come to me for the race? No, you go to Mark Topkin and Steve Carney or or, or Tolentino, uh, who does a great job with the Athletic. Um, we're not going to talk about Juan Terribio. Um, Do you? <laughs> oh my God. Do you do you come to me? for the lightning no that's all well established in this market usf is gold jerry it's gold (laughs) and it's just sitting there waiting for somebody to just say i'll take it and i came in here four or five years ago and said i'll take it and you know what i grabbed bulls by the horns and i'm proud of that and i'm not letting it up i love doing this and I love talking to UCF fans as much as I love talking to USF fans cuz we have Spectrum News 13 in Orlando. I have sources over there and it's fun.
1: So, when you're out there. Let's just <laughs> let's discuss the 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 bayless type elements of your online persona. So, no, no. No do, no. do you is everything that you say from a point of like Is it truly what your heart thinks? Is it what your heart knows, or sometimes do you go, you know what? I'm going to be able to like get in there and stir it up a little and just and just poke the bear ever so slightly. Does
3: that ever just enter your mind, just a smidge? No, and it's an insulting comment. (laughs) No, you you know, no, no, no. I mean, just the person you're referring me to is insulting. Everything else, oh, Bayless, (laughs) I have no issue with. Here's what I'll say. 90% 90% every time I tweet, 90% of it is just me wanting to relay a message or a fact or, a, or something. Then that other 10% of me kind of goes, okay, now how can we make it more interesting? And you have to do that. This is the world we live in, God help us all. I went off Twitter for three straight days over Memorial Day weekend. You can talk to my girlfriend. She thought I was going to (laughs) die. I love Twitter. It is beautiful. It is a wonderful thing. And I am so excited to be able to share that with everybody. I love it. And I love hashtags. And I love stirring the pot. And And if you don't have thick skin, stay off it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have, if you don't have thick skin, get out of it. And eventually what'll happen to you happens to me. Where there are conversations that happen in my mentions that I have nothing to do with. <laughs> oh, you get in that canoe? You, you're just sort of oh, I just for the ride there in that canoe. I, I'm like Bill <laughs> Hader popping popcorn. the popcorn. I'm just I'm all in on it. So that's just how it goes. But you know what? If 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 you can be part of it and you can help USF fans, like it's a small little com- if if your little Twitter feed can be a small community for people. Go right ahead. Have fun. Uh, I don't think I've ever done anything outlandish on there. I don't think I've ever stated anything false on there. And I don't think I, I've ever steered USF or UCF people wrong. If you get mad at a tweet, you know, be offended. That's on you. Right. You and I,
1: I agree with you. But, like, this is a good example uh. of a Torello tweet. So <laughs> let's go back. So uh, let's these, check the receipts, man. Please bring it up <laughs> on one
3: second. Uh, just remember, if you take a shot at the king, you best not miss. So. <laughs> just make sure you... No shot, no shot. Just make sure that you actually have a good one. So, start you, and, through
1: his tweets you now. and I, you mentioned that you thought that the UCF, or the UCF, the USF-Wisconsin game should be a nooner because it would be
3: hotter. And Wisconsin would play worse. Yeah, but I. Yeah, but you're, now here's what he's gonna say is he's gonna reel you in here, okay. and he's gonna try and say that because I don't understand that it's TV that controls. No, you it.
2: do know that it's TV. Yes, so I, why
3: would you tweet that? Because when I do you know that TV's in charge. Have you ever have you ever had a thought and you just didn't complete it correctly? I just didn't oh, complete okay. it correctly. Right. Like the transfer portal. So then, be, right? oh god. Oh, so god. Oh, so oh, then you. No, so no. then you come in with it, and and you were able to say what you needed to say, and and there we go. And you know okay. what? That got the conversation going. Going. right the transfer portal thing i was completely wrong about let me just <laughs> let me just point that out i, I had to bring it up portal? it was gonna get brought up uh, no eventually. i made a I stu- no that. and i here's the thing this is where you want to be careful i made a very stupid i don't think i think the point i wanted to make this is again where you don't finish your thought and this right. is where you got to be careful i made a point that i was i think it was around the time florida had a kid transferring every five seconds i got so sick of it and i said like I'm so sick of the transfer portal. It's not like there's real transfer portals in life. And the point I was making was you can't feel disrespected by your boss one day and say like, oh, I work at Ameritrade and now I'm upset. You know, respect my decision. I'm leaving Ameritrade. And then when you get tried to get hired at Liberty Mutual and they say, why did you leave Ameritrade? Respect my decision. And that's (laughs) all you can say to your boss. You can't do that. But of course, I didn't finish my thought. Everyone jumps down my throat, and I deleted the tweet because I'm not taking that. And I was like, you know what? I'm not leaving it up there as a punching bag. I was stupid. It was wrong. But if that's the worst tweet I've ever had, I'm doing okay. There are some people who've had a lot worse (laughs) tweets. So if a transfer portal tweet that didn't go right, okay, I can live with that. So yeah, when I saw Bomani Jones, uh, get hold of it, uh, I was like, Oh, Oh, Chris, even, even that didn't matter to me. I don't care. He's on a horrible show. I don't care.
1: Wow. Wow.
3: Between this and the levitard hate. I just, Oh
1: yeah. So let's go. So you are, I assume, actually, I think we've talked about this. You're a Francesa guy. You're a mad dog guy. Like from back in the day, go Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Diet Coke in hand. Um, (laughs) 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 that's what you that is your sports media diet growing up fair is that that old school you know Mike in, in Nantucket you know what I mean? No, Calling I mean, in.
3: I grew up in. I grew up on Mike and the Mad Dog, and I also grew up on WEEI radio in Boston. I mean, when you live in right. Connecticut, it's a battleground state, and you get both areas. Half my family roots for New York teams. Half my family roots for Boston teams. So, um, you know, it's it's fun when you kind of get to listen to both sides of it. I'll say this till I'm dead. If you ever need a pick me up on a Monday and the Patriots just lost download the radio.com app and listen to W E E I (laughs) it's, it's, it could be week one. It is the best thing in the world. Just them sitting there talking about Tom and it's the best (laughs) when they lose ruins, lose game four, just listen to it. It's the best. And taking,
1: But is there still a market? Because that market seems to, I mean, sports radio, as you know, the listenership is down further than it's ever been in the last 20 years. Yeah, of course. And it's, I mean, that's, Partially because of media. Well, you, you know. got to
3: download the app. That's what you got to do. You got to download, <laughs> download the, the app. app. It's $5. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll give you the app. I'll give you the hot takes. So <laughs> And the bad picks. And, and biscuit at five. We're going to do a whole hour of horse racing. Nobody cares about Matt Harvey getting traded. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody
2: cares. I wish, I wish people could see okay. his, his face just morphed into the Well, then why don't you put down the, the mic England. and take a
3: photo? Do your job. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> stop calling me out for things that don't matter. Okay. <laughs> Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six one zero seven. back after this. <laughs> It's okay.
1: It's okay. That, is, that is like burned into your DNA, isn't it? Of course it is.
3: <laughs> Come on. But you know who else was burned It was Mike and Mike. I loved Mike and Mike, and I, I missed that show, man. That was a good show. I loved it. Every morning I'd get up getting ready for school or work or whatever. I loved that stuff. So, you know, you love good talk radio. I feel like it's it's dwindling in all areas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I mean, I really enjoy Ronnie and T. Kraz. I really, I like Pat and Aaron. I like what they bring to the noon hour. Um, you know, the afternoon show, I'm glad Jay Retcher's there to kind of steer Ian and Ron, but both of them have been good to me. So I enjoy what DEA is doing. And I think we're lucky in Tampa Bay. Um, everything can always be better, but it can always be worse. And I think, you know, so for me, I enjoy where we are, but I, again, I get to enjoy kind of that Northeast flair and I miss it more than ever, but I get to listen to it. So,
1: so I grew up on WIP. Which is like, you know, I mean, in Philly, and I mean, WIP would actually, on their website, and this came out, this is like mid-90s, they had rules. It was like, if you call in, you have to talk about. Phillies, Flyers, Sixers, Eagles. If you call in and talk about college, we're hanging up on you. Okay. If you call in and talk about high school, anything, they're just hanging up. And it was, like, listed. And yeah. no calls more than two minutes. Yeah. That was, like, it was a list of rules that they had for callers. Do
3: they have a rule? Don't don't ask how they're doing. Don't ask the, uh, the host how they're hey, doing. You know, I, hate, I I can't stand people that waste my time. I'm, I'm doing fine. <laughs> okay? I'm talking about I'm sports for to, getting paid
1: for it. No, it's but good. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, I totally get it. Yeah. And,
3: hey, guys, how's it going? Like, you know, it's, just just get to your point. Okay <laughs> Your boy practiced, Le- you practiced it in the car. go ahead. So. <laughs> Your
1: boy Levitard, who I know you don't not a fan of he used to do a thing before he went national. when anybody calling is like hey, how you doing?" they just instantly cut off the call and like oh no dropped, I play a sound no, drop to no, get rid of him.
3: I, I appreciate that by the way, I'm probably one of the few people that loved his TV show. Or love his TV show. It's hilarious. Rick's not my son. TV show. How do you not love his father? Right. It's incredible. Yeah. Like, I like Sarah Spain when she comes on. I like um, Minka Kimes. Minka Kimes. I like her. I like all of these people. You know, there's very few people I do not like. I mentioned one person, but the other half of him on High Noon, I fully enjoy Pablo. You know, like, there's different people I just... And there's people none of us like, so whatever. It doesn't mean I'm taking a shot at them. It's just what I am, you know? No, and and that's fine. It's
1: just there's a difference in, like, I think that sort of like sports media has split in two ways. And we've gone, like, the Mike and the Mad Dog, um, you know, Mike and Mike even. That sort of is, like, one tier where they're very much talking sports, and it's much more about the games that are on the field and opinion. And then there's sort of, like, the other way, which is we're playing these games – How does that reflect our society more at large? And, you know, what are you wearing today? And it's just sort of like the sports becomes the jumping off point for what you're actually going to talk about. Like Ours is much more, I think, category b yeah except during the season when we want to murder people like during football season we come in on mondays and like if you know after the twain game we're just we're throwing shit because we're so mad yeah but then you you go the other way you know like in the middle of the summertime in college football there's really nothing going on right now we have you on yeah we have you on right because we're yelling time and then we gotta do yeah right and then you know (laughs) we yell at carl because he doesn't have a microphone so that's it's but do you see that that split that sort of like divide and how it's sort of like there's an A and a B now do you think that's sort of
3: where it's going sports radio I think I know sports media in general uh, I mean everything's everything's readily available at your fingertips I mean if you have a phone, you probably know as much as any sports anchor who's about to deliver the 6 or 10 or 11 o'clock news with their two little you know, minutes that they get. And that's not their fault. That's just the way newscasts are. Right. I mean, it's news, traffic, and weather. That's all people want, and I love it. I mean, I watch our station, Bay News 9, every morning. I love it. I love Chuck Henson. I love Julie. I love all of them. What a homer. Oh, uh, Of course, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. That's the only yeah. homer I am. But, but I think... What we try to do, and this is where I am going to be shameless and plug, is with Spectrum Sports 360 every night at 1030 is that you get, like, if you want to hear more than just, like, and and we do the box, we do the race, we do all that, but I'll keep it about USF. If you really want to hear a great story about Mitch Wilcox, you know, if you really want to hear a great story about Blake Barnett, we can tell that story so much better than anyone else. Right. And we have the time to do it. And I think, you know, yeah, I mean, obviously on the weekends and even during the week, if there's, if you were out or you were traveling or something and you missed some highlights, maybe you do watch us for that, for those 30 seconds of raise or those 40 seconds of bucks, whatever. We're there for you. But the real reason I think sports media is around on TV now is to actually, what 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 makes you see underneath the helmet, what makes you see, you know, after you get the, the you know, the gloves off you know everything the skates everything we do that for everything so i think that's where sports media needs to go i think that's why podcasting is so popular like you go on a nice road trip across the state like i'm gonna do in a couple weeks um I'm going to be a godfather. It's very important. So Congratulations. Yeah, one of uh, First one. I'm very proud. I may a first child be a masculine child. But, you know, I'm going to listen to, like, Andy Katz or I'm going to listen to um, Adam Schefter. He does yeah. a podcast. You know, like, and, and those are fun because those are longer form. Like, this is longer form here at the patio in South Tampa. And you get, to, you get to kind of feel like you're in a room with a few people. Right. And that's what we try to do on TV. It's very difficult. But I think the more we have done it over almost close to now two years i think the more our audience is growing and i think that's where we're moving in terms of that radio radio is going to always be radio people are going to want to call in and say they hate the bucks or the rays or the bolts they should fire cooper why isn't charlie strong fired yet you know well i don't know why isn't he fired yet i don't know you know like they don't have an answer you know so (laughs) you know but i'm just serious like that's radio is always going to be that way but podcasting television has an opportunity Go a little bit longer with your stories and I think kind of bring people into your homes, into your car. That's where I think it's going. So do you
1: now that going forward, this is going to be the last year of the current media deal for the American Conference. So next year, there's going to be every soccer game, every volleyball game, every every sporting event you can imagine is going to be on uh, ESPN Plus as an app. Good. Does that affect your coverage at all? No, this, in no way. This no, is it, what
3: it what it might do is it might mean that maybe on a slower Tuesday or Wednesday night we can actually showcase what the women's volleyball team is doing. Um, you can pull the clip because we can pull it. the clip, but right. and, and maybe we maybe I and the thing I will watch it. Like I enjoy yeah. it. I watch the rowdies on ESPN Plus. I don't care. So for me, it's it's you know pretty important to be able to you know watch what usf does because i want that great story for volleyball i love we did a story on the women's soccer team they had like six canadians on the team i had all six girls singing the canadian national anthem y'all missed that didn't you yeah (laughs) Yeah, we saw it i did see that oh good for you but (laughs) but you know what i'm saying like that's the stories we want to tell i mean go back to shane mcclanahan we were the only ones to sit down with him on the tv market only once you know that's that's what we need and um We're willing to tell the stories and we're willing to do that. So, yeah, in that situation, bring it on. It means more coverage, more highlights that I can use in my story because all I do is I just give the credit to ESPN. No one cares that it's on the screen. They care that I'm showing it. So... That's what we're doing. By the way, can I shamelessly, really quickly plug something? Absolutely. That's okay. why we're here. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you don't know this guy, and this has nothing to do with USF, well, actually, he went to USF, this guy, actually. Uh, Enrique Oyu. He is the Spanish radio broadcaster. He is a color analyst. He is blind, he's been blind since birth, and he has done this job ever since the Rays became a franchise. Tonight, it is a four-minute feature on Spectrum Bay News 9 tonight at 10.30. Uh, if not, it'll be available on our website, baynews9.com. I'll tweet it out, everything. But it's just an amazing story. I don't know how he does it. His wife sits next to him during the games, so we had a chance to kind of follow him around before and during a game the other the other day. And, um, like, so that's the type of storytelling you're going to get. And you're going to get a lot of USF storytelling this year. I've lined up about 20 stories with Brian Segrist, and I'm not stopping. So... It made there you me go. feel bad for
1: having Direct TV now, honestly. Like that's okay, actually, you yeah.
3: can have whatever you want. I don't I would, care. This is America. You should it's, be able to pay you know. for
1: that, but we should be able to pay for your service.
3: Yeah. On the outside well, of that just could, having that, cable. That could happen, though. That really right. could happen. And I mean, you know, I think apps, you look at HBO now and yeah. stars and all that. Spectrum T V app, I'm sure, would I'm sure they've they've tried to work on that. I don't know what they're gonna do with that. I'm not that's not my area, but right. I, I do know they want more viewers, more customers. But again, if you really want us just buy the basic and that's why like i pay for the athletic because
1: i want to support journalism like or, that. You we're know way cheaper mean? than the and, right you <laughs> so, know well yeah, yeah. but like but I want-
3: we're, of course i'm nowhere near classy enough as a greg or a, a josh <laughs> or a Joe. no i'm serious they're excellent reporters so you know that's but certainly spectrum is, is up there for people and i've had people email me and message me saying hey man how come i don't get you well if you don't have spectrum you don't get us it's just unfortunate but yeah.
0: What's What's been your favorite
3: story that you've done covering USF? Oh, man. Going on five years now. You know, I'll give you a few. Definitely Rania Samari, because that one, like kind of what Colin was saying about where sports is these these days, where you've got the shut up and dribble crowds and all that. So that kind of really pulls you off the field, allows you to bring in, without actually talking about politics, it allows you to talk about how a decision by the higher-ups in our country can affect someone just by looking at them. So that's, that was a great story to tell. I would probably say, uh, the USF basketball manager story that we told circling around, uh, Brandon Matthews, his father, Jason, who played at Pitt back in the real big East. And, um, you know, Brandon has autism and, um, but, but B is such a great kid. That was one of my favorite stories just because of the access story. and, um, you know, to Jay and everyone over there. I mean, we talked with Spencer, who's their video coordinator, um, their assistant coach, whose son also has autism, you know, so we were able to talk with all these guys. Brian Gregory, gracious enough to give us his time. He's probably one of the best coaches on campus. So it's... Um, he's been here. I I Yeah, totally I, know, I, I know. Trust he, me. He a couple weeks ago. I, I appreciate that, the fact that I'm following him. So, uh, <laughs> but he's... No, so I think those two, but it's not just me. Um, You know, Catherine Smith did a great story with the the mentors program involving the young broadcasters. Uh, Olivia Stacey was out with the USF hockey team. USF ice hockey is damn good. It's fun to watch them. Uh, So we've we've done a lot of stories, but um, oh, um, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I want to mention one more. Mayan Kerr, his his kind of refuge, being a Sudanese refugee. We told that story. And I, that was what was behind the scenes funny was that, uh, that day we were sitting there on the, uh, in the Ingling center and they had a couple workers in there. And I looked at Jay, Damn, uh, D'Ambro, DeBromo, excuse me. And I looked at him and I said, get him out. Like I was fed up. Like I was like, get him out. I want no talking, silence, I, this story deserves it. Like, I was shoving my fist to the <laughs> ground. Like, I was like, I deserve this, we deserve this. And, and it, it went dead silent, and then here comes my hand walking, and I go, hey, nice to meet you. Like, I just completely, <laughs> you know. So uh, it, was, it was nice, you know, but we want to tell those stories. You don't have to go through a hell, a hell of a lot for us to care about you. You know, I don't need every person to overcome the worst illness in the world, but everyone has been through something everyone has issues let's talk about them and let's talk about how great you're doing that's what we want we want triumph of the human spirit and who better than with tampa bay's hometown team last question at torello sports at bay news 9. <laughs> are you on instagram i am actually That's the same i believe that's sports Torello sports Yeah. you fire up the instagram
1: uh last question sure who's easier to deal with in terms of media relations usf or ucf athletics
3: I can't speak too much. To, I can't really speak to it because, um, you know, UCF, I don't really deal with as much as our News 13 uh, people do. Um, okay. From what I've been told through Andy Seely and all them, they're very good. Um, I, I mean, listen, I don't have a problem with USF. I know some people, listen, everyone snarks. Everyone makes a mistake. A time gets moved back. A practice gets pushed up. Availability gets moved, canceled. It happens everywhere. I have no issues with Brian Segrist, no issues with Jay, no issues with Aaron back or, or any of them, uh, you know? And then of course you have your own sources, you know, away from them and they don't care, you right. know? So they, they, they're fine. If you, if you dig for the story, they don't care. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I've never had an issue in Michael Kelly's a terrific athletic director. So is Danny white. Um, you know, I think this is a great pairing. I think it's great for the Warren I four to have two guys with, different amounts of swag (laughs) um i mean michael kelly walks in you can feel it and uh you know danny white needs to tell you he has it there's there's no no no, it's a difference i'm just saying we got our money quote for the pie. (laughs) there it is i didn't No, i I didn't mean it like that i meant it like it's just different it's different how everyone says it so speak softly and as opposed to carry a big stick which is exactly how i said it i think to some people about michael kelly yeah for sure so um
1: You're the two for one thing. Yeah, you look (laughs) at you look at their future schedules and you look at USF's future schedule and clearly, USF has made that decision. How do you see the Knights getting out of that schedule hole that they're in? And do you agree with the philosophy that Danny White has put in so far?
3: Well, they're gonna they're gonna get their games. They're gonna get their home and homes. It may it's not gonna be against um, the Floridas of the world. It's not gonna be against the Clemson. I'm sorry, not the Clemson's. I don't want to bring that up. Uh, it's not gonna be against you know. <laughs> It's not going to (laughs) be the Alabamas, you know, it's, it's not going to be against those guys, but they're going to get their games. And I think people also need to remember what's Louisville going to look like in four years. What's, you know, UNC going to look like? I mean, you know, you hope Georgia tech is always good, but they just got a new coach. So clearly there, that game for USF wasn't that impressive. And that maybe that win, Maybe, maybe overhyped. So, but I mean, you can't do much better than Alabama. You can't do much better than Florida. They're brand names. And this is what I try to explain to everyone on Twitter. The brand will never go away. You, Florida did not need a coach to have 25 four-star recruits, blue-chip recruits, sitting in their back pocket on, on rivals in 247. People need to remember that. USF needs a good coach to get good recruits. UCF needs to have a good coach and a good system, same as USF, to get good recruits. That's what they're going to need. Um, and when it comes to scheduling, leave it up to guys like Yolander Wells and, yeah. and guys like Michael Kelly, and they're going to leave it up to – to Brandon Helwig and, 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 um, and Danny white. And we'll tell you a funny story, uh, involving a Houston parent off air, but, um, yeah, that was, um, <laughs> that's a good story. Got, it's a lot good story. Of, got a lot of photos too with that too. But, uh, you know, but, um, but yeah, definitely Danny white's a great guy over there. And, uh, you know, I know our guys do a great job covering him over there. So no, I have no issues with Danny white. Absolutely zero. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. I think, I think that's it. I think
1: we've covered everything. We got it. Yeah. We got our money quote. It's oh, good. Yeah. Right. good. Run it. Okay, right click. Run, it. UC, right U- click, U- run U- it.
3: UCF is going undefeated and they are winning the AAC. And when that happens, I will be very much in support of them getting into the playoff. There's, uh, your, there's your another money quote. So I, I you uh, know that what? might get buried. Wait, let's have a little friendly wager.
1: You, you take 12 and 0, and I'll fa- and I'll fade it. I will fade 12-0. No, what's that, year.
3: like a haircut? Yeah, <laughs> that's a haircut. I have no idea what you're talking uh, about. You I will,
1: you, ha, you, can have UCF at 12-0. Yeah, that's great. And I will take the field. You can have whatever you want. I'm, I'm just saying. We should saying. put a
3: little friendly wager on this. No, no. No, I'm good. Nah, not, not a gambler? What's wrong with your word? What's wrong with the word? There's nothing. We're wrong just with gonna that. revisit this podcast at the end that's of the fine. season. That's fine. Everyone <laughs> can revisit <laughs> it. That's what I'm saying, at the know? end of the season we come back.
1: So right now, I'm I'm we're gonna go to um, Newport. We're gonna vote in the AAC preseason poll. Are you gonna vote for UCF to be number one? I will vote Cincinnati to be number one. I will probably vote UCF two. Well, because they gotta go to Cincinnati, right? If they gotta go to if Cincinnati. If that game was
3: at Orlando you'd or Oviedo, you'd probably vote for UCF. I would
1: probably much more likely vote for them yeah um but i think also cincinnati everybody forgets this cincinnati's best recruiting class was two years ago and And those kids are finally and and i mean
3: they already had a they already had a freshman at quarterback so i mean they're gonna be i i was stunned the the spreads came out
1: and they've got cincy as a seven and a half point dog in tampa and i'm like. That's crazy to me because I think Cincinnati's best team in the division.
3: I think so. they're I think. I think it's it's Cincinnati's division to lose, no doubt. Right. Um. But it's until I see someone beat UCF, you know, it's like I said before, you better take your best shot, and if you don't, you're not beating them.
1: I think this is the year. I mean, I don't. I'm not saying they're going like five and seven, but I think this is like a nine and three type of year for them.
3: Depends and the game on, in Orlando with us is close. Let's hope. Let's let's hope that. Uh, uh, let's let's hope that um you know Brandon Wimbush. I think if you're a UCF fan, I would hope it's Brandon Wimbush. Yeah, because sure. because he's better. I'm not saying that to be rude to Mac. I like Mac, but I, listen, y'all, you guys know my ties with Notre Dame. I enjoy Notre Dame football. I was a big fan. I was a big fan. What's that? Subway alumni. (laughs) Yeah. I was a big fan of Brandon Wimbush. And I think he can throw the ball. I think he can run that. He's a smart young man. If you get a quarterback who is athletically gifted and is intelligent, just like a Mackenzie Milton, UCF's going to be just fine this year. And the bounce house will be bouncing on Black Friday. A three thirty kickoff. So, yeah. <laughs> oh God! Uh, All right, yeah. that's what I—that's what I yeah. think it will be. Uh. So. Well,
0: Chris. From
3: uh, all of us here (laughs) at the
0: Daily Stampede, and the people that showed up at the patio, appreciate you guys coming out. Uh, Spectrum Sports uh,
3: 360 every night at 10:30. That's correct. Spectrum Bay News 9, and uh, you know, just like I said, guys, we cover USF the way it should be covered, not because we're homers, but because we're professionals. And when you're a professional, you got to find the stories, and there are some great stories up up there um you know once you kind of peel back peel back the horns and every single team has it it's not just football and so we're going to hopefully tell them again uh, going into the fall and the entire academic year thanks guys all right we'll be right back on first take <laughs> 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 now am i <all> steven eh? <laughs> or am i max Kellerman? let's discuss sure. that's awesome yeah good
0: Thank you to Chris Torella from Spectrum Bay News 9, uh, the host Spectrum Sports 360. Uh, every night at 10.30, please check it out. Uh, he's not the way he is on Twitter. I swear to God, he's a nice guy. <laughs> Love him. We've had many great talks, I promise. Um, but, Colin, there's some uh, breaking news today. Dun-da-da-da. After 13 seasons of something... <laughs>
2: It of was 13 seasons? 13 of that season. Season. 13 years.
0: Uh, USF vice president of athletics, Michael Kelly, fired track and field coach Warren By and his staff, which also included cross-country cross
1: coach. Uh, I can't even remember her name. Uh, Dina Reef. Dina Reef, yes. So Dina Reef. I'm going to give you guys some numbers here in... Uh,
2: Do we actually want to hear the numbers? No. You could just probably summarize it with just very, very, very bad, but. 2013.
1: All right, let's do this. Men's cross country, 2013 to 2018. Eight of eight, nine of nine, eight of nine, nine of nine, ten of ten, ten of ten. Women, 2013 to 2018. Six of ten, five of eleven, five of eleven, ten of eleven, twelve of twelve, twelve of twelve oof that seems less than ideal it's not great yeah so um i did look by the way today uh lazy job by us before apparently the men do not count towards the warren i4 standings. right it's just it's a uh, men's cross country
0: women's no, no no women's only the women's only the women's side so the 18 points are, are all women outdoor so, and cross outdoor country. indoor cross country
1: so. Because UCF does not compete in in men's cross country because
0: they know better because and, yeah. no, they their do. sports are okay. all their running sports are just
1: as bad they're no they they're, they're, they're so just they're like, just slightly better yeah they're in men's cross country. oh wait no they're not in, they're not in track they're not that's in what track. It's, they're not, that's in what track. Track. They're not in track yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. so my bad. so it's not quite the same but like so yeah here's the thing we. One, we had Kelly over at my house for a podcast uh, early in his tenure. We asked him this question, and he said, you know what? I don't know the answer. I'm going to get back to you on that. And this is how he got back to us. That's the difference that you're going to get with a guy like this in charge of your programs. And this wasn't like Friday at 445, snuck out the door. This was like, look, this program has not performed well enough so we're going to make a public execution (laughs) like sorry about you brother you know and this is not like you know oh he's transitioning to another role or something else this is a firing for a coach that has not performed at a level that's considered acceptable the question that we always had is we don't know anybody in track we don't know who to talk to I know the sport wasn't fully funded in terms of scholarships so how much of that is leaving them behind and it's just a resources problem. Talk to a couple of track people, the track people that I talked to, and this is very ancillary, all said, you should still be able to win with the resources that USF had given. And the fact that we were this bad for this long, and it took this to, to make the change happen, um, it shows we're gonna commit and it shows we're gonna commit to winning. We shouldn't have this stupid trophy anyway, but if you're gonna play if we're gonna keep score, we might as well min win a wise game. I, man I win heard two. a great man said that once. Right. And this is part of that. And I think that's it, it's
0: exactly right. I mean huge step you forward. said you said it on Twitter, you can't start down eighteen nothing before any game has been played. And right. every single year that's what happens. Yeah, you're exactly. down eighteen nothing before you get going. Right. And I kinda did a breakdown of the Warren I four and the trophies and uh, the the point totals over the recent the recent history of USF UCF and USF would have to win all of the toss ups like uh, we'd have to make sure women's basketball gets back on track we, uh, men's basketball is still a toss up uh, I think this year may be leaning closer towards USF because of all the players Aubrey Taco all the players that UCF has lost. It could lean toward USF, but that's still not a sure thing. Rivalry games are weird as hell in football and basketball. It's right. just how it is. Uh, men's golf didn't beat UCF,
1: and that's rare. That's not going to be the exception. Men's tennis didn't
0: beat UCF, yeah. and right. that's also very rare.
1: Beat them in the tournament, though. Beat them in the tournament. <laughs> but and Unfortunately, it doesn't
0: count. It doesn't count for, doesn't count for and and the it, trophy, right. And it, So all those toss-up points, USF had to win those games, and this was the season from hell. Throughout athletics, they didn't win it, and I think they they lost seventy to fourteen. They did. Like, it it,
1: wasn't, it, been, it really wasn't was even that pretty much the only thing, and this is going to be the change that you're going to see because I'm going to bet that it gets all, a smidge closer next year. That's for sure. Um, I don't know how long it's going to take to turn over a crack in a cross country program and make that competitive. So if we take those eighteen points and throw them out the window. I think USF could be on a 50-50 basis excluding track yeah. next year for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think women's basketball, that was a fluke last year. It was. Everybody true. had to the get trash hurt. Trash
0: zone will not win this term.
1: I, and I actually, I had said this to somebody who cares about the Knights deeply. I don't, I think that extension that they gave to her is long term. She will not get back to the NCAA tournament. It's 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 highly likely. They. I mean, they graduated seven seniors this year. She's got to completely reload and recruit kids to play trash zone. Good luck. I mean, and
0: Jose reloaded with maybe his best recruiting class. And Jose's best recruiting oh, class. Oh so, Don't so worry about that. that.
1: Um, they do have that tennis center though, built by the USTA, and that's going to be something they're going to be able to recruit players to. Correct. So our men's and women's tennis programs might, you know, still be very nationally competitive, but they're going to get nationally competitive too. When you have like the national championships outside of the U.S. Open being played in Orlando, and you play at that facility every day. That can be a huge... Yeah, exactly. That's a huge recruiting... I it so. mean,
2: it's pretty nice, but Tampa does have a couple areas around there that they should be able to continue out recruiting UCF in tennis. They've been doing sure. very with well Saddlebrook with Saddlebrook, too. I mean, that's... Yeah. Saddlebrook and, and, Saddle- and IMG. Yeah, Saddlebrook. You have some of the best pros in the world training there. What do you want? Yeah. Eisner, Isner, he, were, he he, played there, didn't
1: he? Isner, yeah. Isner did. Yeah. I mean, Jim Courier did.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah some guys. There's an area, and for, uh, toward the track's perspective, uh, from what I've heard is... They just didn't recruit the Tampa Bay area. And where have we heard that? And where did it fail? So this is it's literally the Tampa Bay area is a hotbed for athletes. The state of Florida is a hotbed for athletes. There's no reason absolutely. we should be that bad at running and jumping. So here's the thing.
1: Every high school coach I have ever talked to in every sport has always said that USF doesn't recruit locally well enough. So you sort of here's this very large grain of salt that I'm dropping right onto my microphone. I'm telling you, brother, it's I true though. I, I got it. But every coach, every high school coach wants their kids to get recruited by the hometown team. And when that doesn't always happen, some of them get a little mouthy about it sometimes. And I think that's fair. Um, sometimes I think it's justified. Sometimes I think it doesn't. On this one, I don't know. If you've got some information that's more specific. Will,
0: Will has covered high, he covered high Will school. Will does track, know better. Than and all he of this, told yeah. us, uh, I th- uh, on our Skype cast a couple weeks ago, that they just don't—they don't recruit the Tampa Bay area. Uh, multiple people have, you know, said it publicly. They don't recruit the Tampa Bay area for track, and this is the result. You get the once-in-a-blue-moon Matthew O'Neill's and that's it. USF's won—I uh, think four of the last six triple jumps at the AAC tournament, but that is it, literally it. Uh, I checked the standings for la- uh, the 2018 uh, tournament. We had a first place finisher and the triple jump, a second place finisher and the long jump, and then nothing above fifth place.
2: Men or women. And if I if I'm remembering correctly, the triple jump, I don't even think he was a track uh, recruit in the first place. It started out in uh, men's soccer.
0: Uh Stone or something like that, or the uh, Ennis. Ennis is the guy from Jamaica who is won. It? All right. He,
2: so there, here there's one there's been one recent track star that USF's had that's was originally on the men's soccer team, and then that's pretty much been it. It's about so, all the highlights we have. So, someone who wasn't even recruited to be on the track team transitioned to the track team, ended up being good. I mean, there's someone yeah, on but,
0: staff with yeah. the Daily Stampede that his high school 4x100 team could compete with USA. 4x400. The four by four one. By it was the four by one hundred. Was it four by one? It was four by one. Uh, I thought it was four. Either it was the way, fast, it was the fast. Either way, one. it was it's the fast one. It's not spectacular. Yeah,
1: it was, no, it was not great. Um, so here's the. Um, so here, I pulled this up from 2018 uh, AAC uh, cross country championships. Um, Tulsa won with an average time of 27.40. Ten schools in the league. Houston finished ninth with a score of 29.53. USF was dead last with thirty-one thirty-seven. They are almost two minutes behind Jeez. ninth place. Come on, man. It's bad. It's I mean, bad, like, dude. there's bad, and then there's like that. Like, are you even trying, bad? And it, this is like, are you even trying? And it, it's unacceptable. And again, you know what? We discussed this years ago. Um, there was a uh, um, uh, New York Times story about. Um, Title Nine, Title Nine, and how USF was basically, and this was pre, this was during Woolard, pre Harlan. This was a while ago, and we actually interviewed on the blog the New York Times writer who wrote about it. I, you can go back and Google it, um, but basically USF was using the women's cross country team as a Title Nine stash spot. So basically, what Woolard and McGillis were instructing track coaches to do was get a bunch of girls on the roster. Don't care if they show up for practice. Don't care if they even participate on the team. But be allowed to be counted as active roster folks. And in exchange, those kids would receive uh, priority registration as all student-athletes at USF 2 Which, by the way, I also got weaseled into that because I worked in the athletic department. It's the only reason I ever graduated uh, was that I had priority registration. And they also gave the kids gear. So, like, if you were allowed... If you were... Showed up at a couple of track practices, you know, um, and allowed your name to be on the roster. You get priority registration and gear for free. And that's how we kept our Title nine numbers in check. That's not good enough anymore, you know? And that can't be how USF Athletics is going to perform going forward. So, and apparently yeah.
0: that change got made. Hey, that's it. Um, transitioning. MLB draft.
1: Uh, Joe Nord, ninth round to the Mets. Uh, Can I say I was wrong about him? Yeah, you were dead wrong about him. So, okay, he did make the biggest error in USF history, to be fair. But his last two bad years.
0: Throw, it was a bad throw in the 20, uh, 2017 regional.
1: No, it was the not catching the ball when, on the throw over and, and then making the bad throw. And then making, and the, then making the error. So it's yeah, the worst error in USF history because, okay, we that's had
0: fine. We definitely had UF on the ropes and extra innings, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure.
1: So, but he came around as a hitter. I think his home run against ECU goes down as one of my 10 favorite USF baseball moments of all time.
0: It's, a, it's one of my favorite USF moments. <laughs> period. Yeah, period. <laughs> you do not tell a batter to get back into the box <laughs> and then give up a home run and then think you're allowed to talk shit. Right. All right. That was pretty crazy. And then – Fake tough guy, Cliff Godwin, of ECU's head coach, going out there trying to fight Joe Janord. You know, the only coaches that are allowed to fight their players is Blue Adams, damn it. <laughs> All right?
1: <laughs> Preach. So, um, you, you have to fight your own team. You can't fight another team. By the way. The, the, it's, them the rules. It's total crap that ECU somehow found it, found a way to come back and win this weekend. I thought they, they lost their opening game in the regional, and I was like, oh, they lost because they went 0-2 in Clearwater. Then they lose, and I'm like, oh, this is great. They're going to go 0-4 and just be dusted out. And somehow they <laughs> won four in a row and got out somehow. Um, uh, but, yeah, yeah Joe brutal.
0: Janor finished with a career, uh, 44 home 44 career home runs. Third all time. He finished his uh, career with a 291 batting average. And the thing that's most impressive is he struck out 40 times, or yeah, he struck out 40 times and walked nine times his freshman year. His senior year, he struck out 33 times and walked 33 times. His plate discipline has been phenomenal. You can debate it whether it's pitchers didn't want to pitch to him, but he didn't swing at the bad pitches. He got drafted. Congratulations, and he got uh, better
1: because he, I he mean, definitely got better as the matured. You know, I mean, there was some there was an ejection in Clearwater that all of us will always remember too. And like, yeah, and the kid yeah, got yeah, smarter yeah. and matured, and like you know, that's fantastic. And we're all rooting for him at the next level, and, uh, even if he's playing for uh, Torello's Mets.
0: Yeah, and uh, 13th round, Nelson uh to the Yankees. He battled some command issues all season. Uh, and then in the 34th round, Alec Wisely. Got drafted by the
2: Cleveland Indians. Cleveland Indians. I had to look it up. I'm going to be honest. I
1: couldn't I, remember. I, couldn't,
0: I, I saw the picture. Couldn't put the the logo there. You know. After and then the,
1: Alex's brother
0: got drafted earlier in the day. So
1: nice. After the 31st the round, I start kind of tuning out a little bit. Yeah. Um. You know. And then you know, 34th round and barely paying attention. Yeah. That 40 rounds
0: is too many. But <laughs> you have to field God. like 18 teams and for baseball. So I get it. Um. Let's see. What else? What else? Uh. Carl has some
2: women's soccer news, which is pretty great. Yeah, not that anyone cares, but you know. Uh, People uh, care. No, anyone five pay, kids in the World Cup is a big deal. Yeah, anyone paying attention to the Women's World Cup, there's going to be five USF alumni playing in it. Uh, two of them on the same team, Trudy Carter and Nicole McClure, going to be playing for Jamaica. Uh, Olivia Chance can going to be playing for New Zealand. Christiani Endler is going to be playing in net and as uh, team captain for Chile. And then Demi Stokes playing for England they're going to be one of the favorites to win the World Cup. Uh, they're one of the few teams that are actually uh, under even odds to make the Final Four. So you got to pay attention to her, at least. And you really not playing in the World Cup. Somehow Evelyn Vion is not playing in the World and
1: Cup. Somehow she didn't even get an invite to camp, which is Absolutely preposterous. What the hell is
2: Canada doing? Canada needs it's to not get their shirt. head out <laughs> of their
1: ass. This is so stupid. I, I thought you were great, but you're actually the worst. The you, kid, you asked that to, to Carl, but you should have asked that to,
3: to New yeah, Canadian. Why are your Colin people Sherwin? the worst? My
1: people, well, they are my people now, and I cannot defend Canadian soccer. Um, look, she plays the same position as Christine Sinclair.
2: and Sinclair's Chris, 35 years old. 36. 36. And
1: she's one of the best players in the history of women's soccer. She's incredible. She's, she's 36.
2: She's also 36. Amber Vion is one of the most exciting players in the NCAA right now. And, and the skill level, like, is off the charts. You have to at least put
1: her in camp. Because if she's not a part of your future, when your striker is 36, then you're doing something wrong. And it is, I I am still so violently angry about this. Like, if she didn't want to turn pro, that's fine. I'm glad she's coming back for senior year. That's great for USF, that's awesome. But that kid, I, I watch that kid play. And tell me that she's not ready to play at, at any
2: level of football anywhere in the world.
1: Even if, it's if she's a, a late
2: sub, right? Exactly. She comes in. She comes in as a late sub, and she will go and burn a lot of defenses, even especially in not, that group. Exactly.
0: And you bring you bring a reserve group as well to the
1: World Cup, right? That you can well, pull. Well, you play. Tw- you have twenty-three on the roster. There's, so the roster is twenty-three and three goalies. But even if she doesn't make the roster. Put her in camp.
2: That's I, it make, it a, made how no does she sense. not make a team? I don't, camp? I don't know. That's no, just insanity. And, and, it, and it's especially in the group that uh, Canada's going to be playing—Cameroon, in, Cameroon, Netherlands, and New Zealand. Uh, she, unfortunately, she so unfortunately yes. She, yeah. And, unfortunately, yes. She came in as a late sub against New Zealand. She'd probably be going up against Olivia Chance, and, and that, new- that probably would not go very well for New Zealand. But Canada should be making it out of that group, and they should. And honestly, Vian could probably be getting a couple of uh, international goals against Cameroon not exactly the greatest side in the world and the, with the new format because they went to 24 this year which is stupid by the way it should still be 16 but
1: so with now with 24 you get your three group games so the top two and then the best four best third place teams go through too so your third game is basically a gimme you know you can get players a lot of experience into it's just it's super frustrating That and, and all right i'm done ranting all right uh, that's our women's soccer i team. think that's it no it's not because we're gonna talk to jacob hey what's happening y'all Jake Sands, I'm working on the Illuminati Podcast. I know. About time, right? Yeah. You have to talk into the microphone and loud, I, least? I did my best. I really don't think it's it like You're the one who hired me. So. I did. I did. <laughs> J- Jake, uh, I hired you at uh, my area network. Um, you were a USF grad. You just got your diploma in the mail, I believe. I, it's coming. So thank God. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh we sit around at work all day. You know, you actually have to be in the office. I actually get to run around and like do other stuff. At he, night. he does nothing. I, I do nothing all day. It's kind <laughs> of amazing. I get, I get paid to do nothing. It's it is incredible, except when you call me and I'm like running around like with a chicken with a mad girl. Um What do we really want to do all day though? Like if, if we could not take the job that we have and do the job that we want to do, what would that job be? We'd coach the track team. So, nice. sure. <laughs> 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 but there is something to build. Like. But seriously, we. We just want to sit around and talk about USF athletics all day and somehow get paid for it. So, like, we have to, like, walk, like, we, they come into, like, I'm in, all, I'm in an office and they come into my and We just sit around and, like, talk about USF all day. That's kind of what we really and want And then to we do. get yelled at. And they get yelled at, right, you know, occasionally. But, like, that's basically what we do at work all day. So, is there a worse place to spend your day? What? Is There's worse place to spend your day? It is. It's true. So anyway, thanks for coming out, buddy. Of course, Uh, not. What are your USF hot takes? You had hot takes. You wanted to be on the podcast. Uh, No, remember my last USF hot take was I tweeted at you for the track thing, and you guys didn't say anything for months. (laughs) What? Yeah, my last thing.
0: You guys said, hey, we're taking questions, and I asked about track. I wanted a track update. Well, you got it. You got got it. You got it, brother. See, we were just waiting. (laughs) There we go.
1: We are waiting for tonight for today's news. Jake, great job for your first episode on the podcast. Like, really good. I'm like trying to give you an opportunity to, like, Uh, Guillermo. Look, that's all I was. I was just Guillermo, (laughs) apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Billy Gill. All right, kill it. All right. Uh, Thank you for listening to the Illuminati podcast. Come out to the patio next time we do this. Go Bulls. Stop talking about scheduling. Yeah. 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 That's the high take of the podcast. Holy
0: (laughs) Uh... Thanks to Spencer Montgomery of the Alumni Association for coming out and talking about the Bulls block party. Make sure to get your tickets. Thank you to Spectrum Bay News 9's own Chris Torello and the host of Spectrum Sports 360. Every night at 1030. Appreciate him coming out and uh, joining us on the Bluminati podcast. Uh, That's it. Uh, Track's going to get better. Go Bulls. Go Go Bulls. Bulls.